From the Nada Foodie Studio on 620 AM Radio Rampa from Greenpoint, Brooklyn, it's the Not A Foodie Show. I am your host, co-host, Tom Mialli, and with me as always is... Mike Maranti. Hey, Mike. Yep. How's it going? Wonderful. I'm been, going it's been on a vacation. Week. You're leaving on for vacation. I just came back from a little weekend trip. It's, uh, it's good stuff. Where are you going? Costa Rica. I just came back from Austin. I is, win. I don't know. The food is better in Austin than Costa Rica. The beaches are better in Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was like 40 degrees when I was in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start this week as we always start, or as we, not always, but as we do sometimes. Um, food news. Big food, news. Big news. Food news. Is there, There's a jingle. What's the it's jingle? It's food news. Yeah, it's food news. So what do we, what's the big news There's this only week? one story there's to talk about. There's one story to talk about. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, Kat Cora thinks she is uh, better than everybody. <laughs> I, I I wasn't going to frame it that way, but so why don't you tell everybody the, the gist of the story? Because I've got opinions. Kat Cora had a reservation to eat at Alinea. She they made a last minute reservation. They were able to accommodate her. She didn't show up. They refunded her her money. The next day, they wanted to go again. I'm sorry, they couldn't show up, so they asked to move it to the next day where uh, they can only get a 9 p.m. reservation. They said, okay. So they refunded her the difference because it was like in a less expensive room or a less expensive menu. Right. And these guys don't do refunds. Yeah. Ever. I mean, Alinea was named one of the best restaurants in the world, was named the best restaurant in the world a few years ago. And it's, it, it is a experience meal, mm-hmm. you know? So then they said 9 o'clock was too late. They said, okay, here's your refund again. It must be nice to have a restaurant so busy where it's like, oh, we'll, we'll book it. Anyway. $500 dinner, whatever, we'll book it. Yeah. Um, And then she just showed up and caused a muck and made a scene and cursed and flipped uh, the general manager off and made a huge Instagram post about it. Well, and- so this is there are conflicting stories here. So the story is that she... um, I did not see the Instagram post because the Instagram post was deleted. Yeah. But the story is that the story from the co-owner of Alinea, who went on and wrote this like really 2500 long twenty five hundred word you know article article on Medium, um, Nick Akonis, by the way, who I love, he's a great guy. I love what he's by doing. By the way, that article industry. made me download the Medium app because I <laughs> decided I like Medium. Medium's good, um, but he he went on this you know big long sort of he wrote this big long scribe about what actually happened from their point of view. And it did not make Kat Cora look good. Um, that it made her look very entitled. That you know she invoked this you know unroot, unwritten rule of chefs being able to do whatever they want in other chefs' restaurants. You know she was she was offended. Nick is saying that she was that Kat was offended that they didn't roll out a table in the middle of the kitchen for her. I mean that's a little bit hyperbole, but that's yes. not like no. But I think um, I I first of all. I live for this drama. This drama, I think, is ridiculous. This is real housewives of, like, the the high-end Chicago dining restaurant world. Like, it's, I think it's really fun to to read about this because it's so ridiculous. And I think the more that I read about it and the more that I, I'm a little obsessed with it, 
I read about all of these internet sleuths that are out there trying to figure out from email screenshots that have been sent from reservation on the talk app, which is the app that you use to make a reservation. Like there's screenshots of that that are floating around. From what I understand, both parties are, they're both at fault, but nobody wants to back down. Nick probably didn't need to write that article. And Kat didn't need to act the way that she did. Even before he wrote that article, all of Twitter was just like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Like, and I don't know. Well, and then, like, Kat is backing down now, and she was like, well, you know, my, the reason that I put that Instagram post up there, like, like, she doesn't deny flipping off people. She won't, you know, confirm nor deny that she flipped people off in the restaurant. But, like, she's now saying that, her whole purpose was to highlight, you know, the importance of hospitality and how you deal with so, a, a, a customer, I guess, that is, you know, difficult. I don't know. But. So let's say that she was totally in the right and Alinea messed up uh, yes. somehow. Just they'd messed up every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Just as a person, that's not how you present yourself. Yeah. I don't care if you're an iron chef. I don't care if you're a millionaire. I don't care if you're somebody off the street. There's You're just it's you're talking to somebody else and there's a level of respect you have to have for another person, a level of self-respect you have to have also. Yeah, I mean, unless you're a host of a popular AM food and culture radio show, because then when you walk into the restaurant, you just say, don't you know who I am? I don't make reservations anywhere. People make (laughs) reservations for me. (laughs) I am Tom from the Not A Foodie Show, and I I want a kitchen table. I want a table next to the chef in the middle of the height of dinner service. I want to garnish my own meal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and if anybody knows anything about Alinea, uh, it's, I mean, it is more theater than it is a meal. Like, it is, it's just this crazy experience that I think we, when you go and you make a reservation there, they'll send you emails telling you that this is more, uh, more like buying a ticket to see a show. So just as if you walk into a show 20 minutes late, they're not going to seat you like a live Broadway show. They won't seat you because their meal is timed out, you know, to the minute of when people show up. So it's, you know, I think it's really, it's an interesting story. Um, I don't know. I don't know that anybody is really in the right here. I think everybody sort of looks bad in this whole thing. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I don't know. Everywhere that I've ever worked, if you have a, if you're fully committed and you have walk-ins, mm-hmm. uh, thirty minutes is like the absolute cutoff of when we're canceling your reservation. Most places, it's like fifteen minutes without a phone call. So that, like, you're thirty minutes late, like you're done. If you're so, if you're yeah. packed, and, uh, and they're packed all the time, Alinea. Well, is no, they're they're not the even time. packed. They Alinea is, you they, you don't make reservations. You buy tickets. Yes. You prepay for your meal. The tips included. And then I think maybe you just get a check for wine on top of that or whatever you're drinking. Yeah. And, like, that's that's the world of Alinea. Right. Right. And being a restaurant professional, especially a, a celebrity, you need to be able to respect someone else's time and someone else's place because you know the hustle and the art form better than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I like, And the other thing was that, you know, she was offended. Apparently, she was offended that Grant Atkins, who's the, the head chef at Alinea, didn't come out and talk to her about this whole thing. 
and anyone who's read, uh, have you ever read Life on the Line? No, I've watched his uh, Chef's Table, though. Yeah, I mean, Life on the Line is one of the best books that I've read about, you know, the, the food world and about, you know, the quest of becoming, you know, a great person who deals with, you know, really personal, horrible things. And yeah, I'm not going to give it away. Yes, see, okay, there you go. Spoiler. But yeah, he was one of the Spoiler, 10 year old story. I know, but he was the greatest chef in the world. And then he was diagnosed with tongue cancer and couldn't taste anything. And it's it's just a great story. But anybody that knows Grant knows that he's like really this sort of meek, introverted sort of personality. Like he doesn't want to be um, the center of attention. You know, and he wants his cooking to showcase his, you know, who he is. And there's absolutely no reason that a chef has to leave the kitchen. Yeah. Especially at a place like that where everything has to be perfect right and it's his name on the line nobody knows the johnny line cook everybody knows grant atkins <laughs> yeah yeah well no i it's it like i said it's an interesting story interesting story and i'm sure that we haven't heard the last of it and i can't wait to to follow it because it really is like an episode of real housewives um as far as i know i don't think i've ever watched an episode of real yeah, housewives <laughs> so. don't, lie. don't lie to the world don't, anyway don't lie to the public don't be cat cora <laughs> we've got we've got a really really great show for you coming up today, um, we've got we're doing we're going to talk about food cities. I just came back from Austin. Um, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about tacos. Talking tacos. Tacos are awesome. And we've got Yancey Violi on the program, Mr. today. Mr. Bar and Bowtie. Mr. Bar and Bowtie, who is a celebrity bartender, and he's awesome. He's fun, and it's um it's it's a really good show. We're gonna we're gonna take a little break now. We are the Not a Foodie Show on six twenty a.m. Radio Rampa. At Not A Foodie Show on Instagram and Twitter. I haven't plugged my own Instagram for a while. Okay. At Mike Miranti, M-I-K-E-M-I-R-A-N-T-I. You'll see really good pictures of my dog. (laughs) Yes. And you're about to see really good pictures of Costa Rican beaches and rainforests. So DM us, DM Mike. Um, You You are listening to this broadcast. Chances are you've toyed around with the idea of launching your own creative recording project or podcast. If so... BK Media Center is the perfect media facility for your needs. Whether you're a group of friends looking for a soundproof facility to record a podcast or a more dynamic project with live streaming up to nine cameras, the staff at BK Media Center can cater to your needs and, more importantly, to your budget, also providing flexible studio schedule. Visit the website at bkmediacenter.com or call 917-300-9123 to set up a studio tour. Are you a bar owner or thinking about becoming one? Whether you need a new cocktail list or an entire staff train, the experts at Express and Discard can help. Email today for a free consultation. Consult at expressdiscard.com. Everyone deserves an expert in their corner. And we're back. Thanks for tuning in to the Not A Foodie Show, 620 AM Radio Rampa. As always, it's me, Mike. Hey, and it's Tom. So Tom just got back from a cute little weekend getaway to Austin, Texas. Yes, one of my favorite cities in the United States. One of my favorite eating and drinking cities in the United States. And the way that we talked about New Orleans last week, um, Uh there are so many tier two and tier three cities that Uh have incredible food scenes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. uh, A tier one city is for hospitality is New York, L.A., Miami, Vegas, and Chicago. Okay. Then a tier, Makes sense. a tier two cities like Boston, Philly, DC. Okay. And then a tier three city would be like I think Austin's working. I think Austin, Austin and like Denver, P- Portland, are like, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, they're you know. like working their way up. Yeah. Um, 
in the real world, those are all tier two cities and like Albany is a tier three city, like a place that you never want to actually go to. <laughs> but yeah, so let's let's talk just about well, these great what, tier two and what tier I two love cities. about Austin is and, and I think this is this is probably if you think about it, it is the same for a lot of these, you know, quote unquote tier three cities is that they started out with one or two things that they're really well known for. Um, so with Austin, for example, it's tacos and barbecue, right? Like, Which is actually all you need. First. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, man. I was drinking, you know, drinking my tecates and eating tacos at two in the morning. It was it was perfect. And and it's great. And they do it really well. Like you cannot get a bad taco in Austin. Austin invented the breakfast taco. I don't know if you know this. Austin invented the breakfast taco. It's just everywhere. It's ever present. They also invaded, I, invented. I love the breakfast taco because someone was having tacos for lunch and dinner. Uh-huh. And they were like, how can I have more tacos? <laughs> I, and I also love the, the migas. Have you, you, have you had migas? You, we've, you've talked about it. So before. migas is it's a Tex-Mex. It's an Austin sort of staple. It's um, like crunchy fried tortilla chips, but fried in eggs with, um, with eggs and with like, you know, Chili on top, like green salsa green verde, chili. green chili on top. Green chili is not salsa verde. Uh, I yes, it is not. It is not. This but week, actually. Chili chili peppers and, you know, a little some salsa on top of it, and it's like just this great, you know, southern sort of Tex-Mex breakfast. But anyway, I digress. What I think about these food cities, these, these you know, tier three food cities, is that they start out doing something really great and then have expanded. So if you go to, like, do a Google search for, like, the best restaurants in Austin right now, barbecue will come like maybe on the list, I don't know, like 15 or 16. Like there there are amazing Italian places. There are amazing Asian places, ramen places, pho places that are all. What about the fine dining scene? The fine it... dining scene, I get Austin's a little bit odd that way. Like fine dining in Austin, you're still wearing jeans. I, I think that's the main thing with those tier two and tier three cities is that the fine dining scene isn't. New York or Chicago or well, LA. it's you're getting food that is just as good as the fine dining experiences. It's just that it's not as stuffy. Um, well, I don't. If you go to EMP, it's not stuffy, right? Um, I, New you're York not, fine dining was stuffy twenty years ago. It's not fine dining as a whole I think, isn't stuffy anymore. I think it's a hard sell to some of those cities to yes. go and spend that much money on a meal. And that's what I'm talking. And when you're able to spend that much money, they're using. They're they're gonna be a lot more creative, and they're because they have all that money coming in. Right, they're using higher quality ingredients, weirder ingredients that you won't see anywhere else. Well, I I need to give a shout out to a, a place, Loro, uh, in in Austin. Loro is a it's a restaurant that just opened up, I think, last April. So it's been open for less than a year. Um, and everybody knows, you know, Franklin Barbecue. Of course, Franklin Barbecue. One of the best, bar- named the best barbecue restaurant in America. You know, obviously, when you name bar, when you name anything the best, there's going to be factions that disagree with you. But so it's arguably one of the best barbecue restaurants in the country. Aaron Franklin was is friends with, um, oh, who is it? Uh, Chef uh, Tyson Cole, who does uh, Uchi restaurants, which are Japanese restaurants in Austin. Okay, and the two of them got together. And they decided to open up this place called Loro, which is an Asian smokehouse. And which, you know, doesn't exist. <laughs> like it's that's just they're inventing this thing. Just wait till David Chang does one. Yeah, right. <laughs> but this is what I this is what I mean by they they started 
you know, you have the city that started doing one thing and then just expands that one thing into these amazing sorts of culinary experiences that no one's ever had. So Loro is you know, Asian smokehouse, which is exactly how it sounds. You, if you want the best brisket in, you know, arguably Texas, you go to Franklin Barbecue, and on the weekends you wait five hours, you get there at 7 a.m., and you wait five hours for your brisket, and it's sold out by midday, and that's it. If you don't get it, you don't get it. What Loro does is they take Franklin Barbecue brisket and they reserve, reserve a whole bunch of it and they use it in their dishes at night. So there's a dish that is, um, it uses like a, a Thai chili gastrique. So it's brisket and it's the best brisket that I've ever had in my life covered in Thai spices and Thai sauces and like cilantro salad and things like that. Can you think of anything more Austin than eating a breakfast taco while waiting online for Franklin barbecue? <laughs> oh my God. You got to see people roll up with coolers and breakfast tacos. So like they're, they're sitting there drinking, you know, Shiner box and Lone Star beers Lone and, Stars. and you know, having, having their breakfast tacos while they're waiting online for barbecue. Um, I, I have to say that one of the things about Austin that I love is that immediately when you land the whole town smells like barbecue smoke. Before we recorded, I was very adamantly against waiting online for five hours. <laughs> but now that I'm rethinking it, and then it starts off with breakfast tacos and Lone Stars and ends with brisket, yeah. <laughs> I I think it would be a thing to do once. It would be like a day thing. It's a communal experience, yes. I, I think that it's, if you consider yourself a barbecue person, you have to do this once. Like, if you are a barbecue have connoisseur, I've never waited online. No. You just go... I've had, um, uh, I used to go to South by Southwest, the South by Southwest Festival a lot, and I had uh, someone, some corporation waited online. Uh, they and paid it all out. They paid it all out, and they had, I think we that's had Franklin Barbecue. too. Yeah, you could do that. That's an app where you can just pay somebody to wait to online. To go wait online for you. for you and bring you bring you breakfast tacos. But I, what I think, time to be or, alive. A, or brisket, yes. But you know, I think like to your point, like you, there these these cities that are making a name for themselves as food cities, they start with like one thing and then they expand that more and more. Like there's there's cocktail bars in Austin that didn't used to be there, like really fancy, like on par with some of the best cocktail bars in New York City. Um, and I was talking to the owners, and they're like, it's a little bit of a hard sell to you know when we first came in to actually get people to pay fifteen dollars for a cocktail, but they do it, they appreciate it because. That food culture is really it's it's ever present in the United States. Like you can go to crazy little small towns and find these great little nooks of amazing things. So, Wonderful. What do you think? Your do you have a favorite sort of tier three? Denver. Denver's but, got good stuff. But not Denver isn't a oh green chili is very like Denver south southwest mm-hmm. uh, in general, but just like the. The steakhouse I went to in Denver called Garden Grace was top steakhouse experience I've ever had. Oh, that's great. Um, and then there's a place, it just closed actually. Um, they were a, a chop house, which is kind of like if a steakhouse and a gastropub had a baby. Right. Uh, and they were really wonderful too, but uh, they, restaurants, you know, they're not there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do think that there's a lot, um, there's a lot coming up. Like you look at, you know, all these little towns in the south that, you know, southern food is now being elevated. So you've got places Nashville. like Nashville is got some really good high end food. Atlanta. I mean, yeah. Atlanta is probably the, the a Atlanta tier restaurant two city, a- right? Atlanta is probably the probably 
food-wise, the tier two city that's most likely on its way to becoming Atlanta and DC yeah. to becoming tier one food cities. Uh probably going to dethrone Miami. <laughs> Good. Good. Forget about Miami. Um, but what are some other, like in the South, you see a lot of them. I'm trying to think like. What, well, Portland. Know? Well, San Portland, Francisco, Oregon. Yeah. The, um, Portland, San Francisco, D.C., Boston, Philly. Oh, you know, everywhere in North Carolina. Yes. North, was, North, the, North Carolina, the state. Well, that's what I was just Raleigh, looking. Durham, uh, all the other small cities that I can't think of. Well, I mean, Charlotte. Charlotte, that's big the one. big one. Charlotte's a big one. Char- Wells Fargo moved down to Charlotte um, after 08, mm-hmm. and it brought a lot of money and a lot of people that wanted to eat good food. Yeah. I mean, so, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, no, I, I I love those small cities. Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine is another one. Portland, Maine has both amazed Portlands. both Portlands. It's just, if, if people are out there looking to start a city, just call it Portland, because... <laughs> Because that's what happens. <laughs> you become a foodie city. <laughs> if you have an, a city that we missed, if you have a place that you really love, tell us. Yeah, DM us. Absolutely. Like, I love to find these small little cities that have, like, these budding food scenes. So, so I can get in know. when it's hot and cheap <laughs> yeah. and tell people, oh, I was there before it was cool. Yes. <laughs> um, so DM us at Not A Foodie Show. All right. <laughs> on Instagram, on Twitter. Even better, send me pictures of stuff because that's how you're going to get me to go there. <laughs> oh, my voice is cracked bad. Oh. We'll edit that out. No, we won't. <laughs> no. It's staying on. Forever. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back in a minute. You're listening to the Not A Foodie Show on Radio Rampa, 620 AM. Hey, everyone. It's Tom from the Not A Foodie Show. Are you a small business looking to advertise to a food and restaurant-loving audience? The Not A Foodie Radio Show has advertising opportunities available that fit a range of budgets. For a free consultation or for more information, email info at notafoodie.com. That's info at notafoodie.com. Are you a bar owner or thinking about becoming one? Whether you need a new cocktail list or an entire staff trade, the experts at Express and Discard can help. Email today for a free consultation. Consult at expressdiscard.com. Everyone deserves an expert in their corner. And we are back with the Not A Foodie Show on 620 AM Radio Rampa. As always, I'm your co-host, Tom Miali, And with me as always is... Mike Moranti. Hey, Mike. Hey. Mike, We're I, back. I want to talk about something. Oh, that's what we do here? I know. I want to I wanna talk about tacos and how awesome they are and the sad state of tacos in New York City. Yeah, so I always thought we had good tacos, but anyone no. that I know that's from like a taco place? Yes. And as you know, I just got back from Austin, Texas, which is a taco place. You can't get a bad taco in the city. So, I uh, it started me thinking, like we do it, it's it's the melting pot, right? New York City is this great melting pot. We get culture, we've got, you know, food culture from countries all over the world that come here. Um I don't know why like, we can't make good tacos. Like, Rick Bayless makes uh, amazing Mexican food in Chicago. Like, Chicago is They're much better at tacos than we are. Have you ever been to Taco Mix in El Barrio? Uh, no. That's really good tacos. Well, let me... <laughs> those, are, those are very good tacos. 
There's drool all over the microphone. They live, my girlfriend lives down the block from them. They are excellent. Well, let me clarify. Like, th- there are good tacos. There are good tacos that exist in New York City, but you need to hunt them down. Yeah, the accessibility. And then there's places like Empeon and all the other Alex Stupak restaurants. Right, Stupak makes great tacos. But those are not taco price tacos. Yeah, like I can't go to a food truck and get good $3 tacos that compete with the, the $3 tacos, you know, anywhere. In, in pretty much anywhere else in the United States. Um, why is that? Rent. I don't know. I, like, I, but there, I think, like, one of the things that I noticed at all of the places that I was at in Austin is, you know, they're all making their own... Um, do you think it's masa, space? Ma- masa? Masa, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's a space issue? I don't think so. there's not enough space in New York City to, like, no, do what they need to do and sell something that's so inexpensive? I don't think so. I think that food trucks, there's food trucks that should be selling $3 tacos, mm-hmm. you know? And even the, the if you go to Jackson Heights and you get a $3 taco out of the back of some alley, you know, place, it's not as good. And it's probably some of the most authentic that you're going to get, but it's just not as good as you'd go, you know, you get in Austin or Los Angeles or, you know, San Chicago. And obviously, there's more of a Mexican population, um, you know, in some of those cities, but that's not, not it. Chicago. Yeah. I, so I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why. Is it? Do you think that we just haven't elevated the taco? We don't understand the taco, and like we here. Here's one. Okay. Uh, people that can make people that make really good tacos at home who uh-huh. work in restaurants, work in other cuisines where they're getting paid. Good money because people are going out in droves and spending lots of money for those cuisines. Like yeah, every every kit every kitchen's a Mexican kitchen, you know. Yeah, well, it, not so much anymore. I mean, every kitchen's a Mexican or Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian kitchen. is more in mm-hmm. New York now, I think. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, but so why have we not seen that? So the the pro, the progression was always, you know, kitchens were Mexican kitchens, and then they made some money. Um, you know, the people who started out low washing dishes and worked their way up and maybe they were line cooks and, you know, then they, they saved up some money. They opened up their own places. And then you saw this really um, expansion of amazing Mexican food in other cities. You did not see that here. You haven't seen it here. I don't know why. Actually, well, it's harder to open a restaurant up here. Yeah. It's like it's really difficult, really expensive, more expensive than Chicago, more expensive than L.A. Well, and I, the barrier to entry could be a major reason. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't buy it. I, I think that there's the taco trucks, there's things like that. Like, why are you going to spend this money on, you know, some other cuisine on in a taco truck or at a food stand or something like that? Um, you know, in a food truck, I should say. But, like, you're not going to do it with tacos. So the best Mexican chef in the world, uh-huh. Enrique Oliveira, mm-hmm. has a restaurant. He has two restaurants in New York City. He has Pujol in Mexico City. Then he has Cosme, which I think is the best restaurant in New York City. Yes. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with you. But I, I, that's the best meal I've ever had in New York City is what I'm going to say. It's Cosme. And then they have Atla, which is more affordable, and it's open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Do they have $3 tacos? No. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm getting at, is if, like, the, the best Mexican chef who loves Mexico and loves putting out Mexican cuisine can't figure out a way to do it, do you think that they, I mean, the best Mexican chef who wants to put out Mexican cuisine wants to avoid tacos because tacos are cliche? No. 
Like I, I don't. I, I, I my, just, my I, old I don't boss understand. is Mexican, mm-hmm. and he loves tacos more than anything. But do you think that Mark Mark calls his Chef Mark, our friend Chef Mark Garcia, calls his home cooking pop ups the taco stand? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I know, but like, why isn't Mark putting out really great three dollar yeah, tacos? That's the Mark, actual issue. Why, why Mark? I hope you, Mark listens to this show, uh, you know, on the regular. So Mark, I'm talking to you. I am I'm going on the air right now, and I am saying that I am going to become an advocate for high quality tacos in New York City. Mark, you need to take up this mantle with me. It'll be Mark Garcia and the Nada Foodie, you know, petitions for better tacos in New York. That's that's what we're doing. I, because I it really bugs me. It bug is it? I don't know. <laughs> a very long acronym. Yes, but it really bugs me that you know we can do high quality sort of anything, high quality street food from anywhere else, but we don't have really good high quality street tacos. Is there a good taco guy at the Queens Night Market selling five dollar tacos or two tacos for five dollars? I have no idea. I have no idea. But we're gonna. I'm gonna find good cheap tacos. If you know of any good cheap tacos in New York City, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do, um, but I need to know about them. I need to know about them, and I need to get all of these people together and figure. We need to have a taco summit um, and figure out how we can up New York City's taco game because it is, quite frankly, embarrassing. Make tacos. Post them on Instagram. Hashtag <laughs> not a foodie. Hashtag taco summit. Yes. All right. Well, this is the Not a Foodie Show. We're going to be back in a minute. We've got um, a great guest today. Uh, Yancey Violi is going to be on um, coming up next. He is a celebrity bartender, and he's got lots of fun things to say. Mr. Bar and Bowtie. Mr. Bar and Bowtie. All right. So you're listening to the Not a Foodie Show on 620 AM Radio Rampa. We will be back in a minute. Hey, everyone. It's Tom from the Not a Foodie Show. Are you a small business looking to advertise to a food and restaurant-loving audience? The Not A Foodie Radio Show has advertising opportunities available that fit a range of budgets. For a free consultation or for more information, email info at notafoodie.com. That's info at notafoodie.com. Are you a bar owner or thinking about becoming one? Whether you need a new cocktail list or an entire staff trade, the experts at Express and Discard can help. Email today for a free consultation. Consult at expressdiscard.com. Everyone deserves an expert in their corner. If you are listening to this broadcast, chances are you've toyed around with the idea of launching your own creative recording project or podcast. If so, BK Media Center is the perfect media facility for your needs. Whether you're a group of friends looking for a soundproof facility to record a podcast or a more dynamic project with live streaming up to nine cameras, the staff at BK Media Center can cater to your needs and, more importantly, to your budget, also providing flexible studio schedule. Visit the website at bkmediacenter.com or call 917-300-9123 to set up a studio tour. And we are back with the Not A Foodie Show on 620 AM Radio Rampa at Not A Foodie Show on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, yep. we got a guest. Yes, we do. We've got an in-studio guest. <laughs> Mr. Bar and Bowtie. Mr. Bar and Bowtie, celebrity bartender. Yancey Violi. 
Hey, Yancey, how's it going, man? I'm good. What's going on, guys? Thanks oh, for having you know. me. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Mike uh, Mike, and I were talking. <laughs> Very last minute. Yeah, we needed a last minute guest. No. <laughs> Mike has actually been talking about you, and I know that we've um, uh, we're, we've followed each other on Instagram, and I've been following along with what you're doing, and um, it's really, really interesting to see sort of you become this this sort of combination of a bartender slash um, blogger slash lifestyle blogger slash celebrity bartender personality yeah so um, tell us a little bit about tell the audience about who you are and sort of what you're doing these days sure uh, well I'm Yancy Viola if you guys didn't already get that um, born and raised South Floridian guy from Boca Raton mm-hmm. um, real fun usually the question I get asked most when I'm up here and I tell people where I'm from is why the hell did you leave you know um, <laughs> I would guess is it are you Jewish no <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, everybody else where I'm from is so uh, that's yeah, also, right. also an honest question. But no, it was uh, it's a great place. I uh, I don't miss Florida as much as I think other people think I should, um, because New York's just a place for someone to grow and I guess to really experience what it is to um, be on your own and build your person and your I guess reputation and career, whatever that is that you're pursuing, you know. And uh, so I moved up here actually with Junior's Cheesecake. Awesome spot. Wow. Amazing Classic. company. Yeah. The old school, like, New York yeah. cheesecake, like, was on that old rap show and on MTV. It was, like, yeah, big yeah, famous yeah. place in Brooklyn. And uh, I got involved with them back in Florida. Um, what were they doing in Florida? Did they have a location down there? They used to have a location down there. Okay. So I came in as a bartender in 2016. Super fun. Uh, first time actually opening a restaurant of that scale and with such a great training program. So, I mean, I don't work for them anymore, but I've never been in a place that had a better training program. They had mentioned news or talks of a second location in New York in Midtown mm-hmm. uh, right around the same time I was graduating college. So I, uh, I passed the word along. I did my due diligence down there, and they had me come up to uh, help them do it here. That's the Times Square location? The second one, the oh, 49 the Broadway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool spot. Yeah. Very new. A little bit more trendy. First yeah. place with a cocktail list, which is very cool. I got, I got to help out the director make some of the drinks there. Um, yeah, it was fun. I got to train staff and... It was great and all, but I didn't want to be a manager. I wanted to bartend. So I what? I feel that <laughs> on such a level that only a, a handful of people in the world yeah. understand. Um, well, what is it about bartending? Is it like the creativity that you get to actually you know make things for people, or what's uh, what is it about bartending? The thing with bartending that a lot of people miss or misunderstand is that it, you wear so many hats and the word mixology gets thrown, mixologist gets thrown around a lot. And I think that's a terrible word to use because that's just one facet or aspect of bartending. Um, bartending, you work your crowd. You're doing all these things. You have to take orders from this person. You have to listen to this person. You have to deal with your coworkers yelling at you about things. You have to know the food. Yeah. You got to know the yeah, food. You have to you, know oh the yeah. menu Everything. just as well as any server does. You, mm-hmm. uh, we got a Yelp review once and the, the review was, the bartender who made sure uh, who who let us know he was not a mixologist. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's not a foodie. <laughs> Does not know the food. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. But yeah, um, it's it's just a great job where I'm I'll be your best friend. I'll I'll be your judge. I'll be a matchmaker. I'll be a shoulder for you to cry on. I'll I'll be anything Therapist. if you need to be. Yes. Yeah. You know, and like a funny thing I heard before was uh be nice to your bartender because he knows your girlfriend and your wife. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, yes. so so yeah, and uh, I guess the term mixology or mixologist for me, I something I've said which people picked up on is a mixologist is the bartender who doesn't get invited to the parties. And uh, I definitely live by that. So but yeah, no, I um 
been doing this here in New York now for almost two years. It's been a, a whirlwind of a time. Mm-hmm. I have met so many incredible people. I have friends all over the place now in New York. You know, like more so acquaintances and friends. You know, I find it very hard to to meet and see people on a very regular basis. Well, when you're it's working, yeah, yeah, when you're working like that, it's it's yeah. one of those crazy things. We, also, you're working when everybody else is having fun, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So you're 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 putting in your hours, and everybody else is coming to you to relax, and mm-hmm. so you don't form big friendships that way. Right. That's why we're friends because we live a couple of blocks from each other, and you're both yeah. the hospitality, yeah. you're both yeah. working, you know, those hours. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so you travel around to different bars, you know, all over the all over the world, really, but like all over the city, mm-hmm. or do you have a specific bar that you're at right now? So, like my residency or my main bar I'm at right now is called the East Pole on mm-hmm. 65th and Lexington. Amazing upscale American with British accented food uh, pieces on the menu. Really cool cocktail list. Um, we have a bunch of new stuff coming out this spring that I'm actually helping out with, so this should be a lot of fun. Um, but when I'm not there, I'm working on bar and bow tie. I was know? about to ask you about that sure yeah tell us about bar and bow tie i mean i've i've gone to the it's a, the blog and it's it's really interesting it's all things cocktail news but it's fun sure yeah thank you i'm glad you checked it out i um i really want it to be more fun and honest and real it's it's not a review system i've already heard from a few people asking me is it like thrillist or zagat or eater or infatuation one of those and it's it's not Right. Um, People meanwhile. ask us the same thing. They're right. like, yeah. "Oh, do you review restaurants?" And we're like, like "We're no. gonna we'll talk about restaurants, talk about restaurants, but we're not." Well, and and we'll say what we like and what we don't like and sure. what we think is. But like, it's more of a a like not a foodie is is about a full on appreciation of food without putting it up on this crazy pedestal and you know right. treating it like mm-hmm. as this precious little thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, and that's sort of the vibe that I get. And correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> that's sort of the vibe that I get from Bar and Bowtie. Right? Absolutely. Like, like you know, when it comes to like food on a plate or literally handing somebody a beverage like people have cancer it's not a huge deal you know we're literally <laughs> handing you a plate with food on it yeah it's like, yeah you're not, you're just, i'm handing you a beverage to for you to put in your face you're not carrying cancer <laughs> yeah with your, like with your people beverage. get so heated and like into this reviewing system but although i, I do hear that fernet branca can cure cancer i i That's heard fernet could give you cancer <laughs> mike, mike and i have an ongoing argument i love fernet and he hates it so that's great it's usually that it's usually you hate it or you love it you know it's no yeah, in between it's, really so. I, I don't think anyone lo- i think everyone just lies about loving it. yeah yeah <laughs> and, uh, you've you, made that abundantly clear yeah i, I do love it good, good, good sure um so like i guess with bar and bowtie though i do check out bars usually restaurants and, and bars as well because I, I like working at restaurant bars not just bar bars or dive bars or you know irish pubs or anything like that um, because there's more substance to it. There's more steps of service. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I interview bartenders. I think that's a big part of it. And I share cocktail recipes. So okay. I show you where to eat, where to drink, how to drink, and who to drink from. So what I'm trying to build with this, with the more content I'm curating on a regular basis, which is very expensive, by the way. Um, I pay two photographers every single week. And I, have, I, write, I write all of my own content. I edit all of my own pictures. It's it's a lot of work. and It, it is. Yeah, yeah, I... I I go to um this really nice coffee shop slash bar up by us, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you should come here to get your work done. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I have to work from my home-built computer because, <laughs> because that's, like, all the stuff I'm doing. Yeah. You just process everything. Well, can yeah. I just point out that you sounded very surprised about how much work goes into creating content when, Mike, in fact, you are <laughs> actually creating content. Yeah, yeah, but we don't have photo- <laughs> We take photos from our cell phones. and <laughs> We've got cameras in our studio. We, yeah. we have a studio. We do, nice yeah, cameras. we do have a studio. We, we have a studio. Yeah. We, I have to go to work. I can't work from home. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why don't we why don't we take a quick break and then come back and talk a little bit about you know what bar and bow tie 
um, is aspiring to be a little bit more and, you know, sort of what you're seeing. What sort of content is your yeah. favorite content? Sure. And, and what's exciting you, know, you right what's now? What's exciting you right gotcha. now in the world of spirits and cocktails and everything like that? Before we take a break, you want to plug your Instagram, your website? Oh, yeah, guys. So uh, if anybody's interested, come check me out. Everything is bar and bowtie, all one word. Instagram, website, Facebook, Twitter, bar and bowtie, all one word. Great. Great. We'll be back in a minute with... Yancy Violi of Bar and Bowtie. This is the Not A Foodie Show on Radio Rampa, 6.20 a.m. at Not A Foodie Show on Instagram and Twitter. Be back in a minute. Are you a bar owner or thinking about becoming one? Whether you need a new cocktail list or an entire staff trade, the experts at Express and Discard can help. Email today for a free consultation. Consult at expressdiscard.com. Everyone deserves an expert in their corner. Hey, everyone. It's Tom from the Not A Foodie Show. Are you a small business looking to advertise to a food and restaurant-loving audience? The Not A Foodie Radio Show has advertising opportunities available that fit a range of budgets. For a free consultation or for more information, email info at notafoodie.com. That's info at notafoodie.com. you are listening to this broadcast, chances are you've toyed around with the idea of launching your own creative recording project or podcast. If so, BK Media Center is the perfect media facility for your needs. Whether you're a group of friends looking for a soundproof facility to record a podcast or a more dynamic project with live streaming up to nine cameras, the staff at BK Media Center can cater to your needs and more importantly, to your budget, also providing flexible studio schedule. Visit the website at bkmediacenter.com or call 917-300-9123 to set up a studio tour. We are back with the Not A Foodie Show on 620 AM Radio Rampa, at Not A Foodie Show on Twitter and Instagram. We are back with Yancy Violi. Yancy. Mr. Bar and Bowtie. Mr. Bar and Bowtie, celebrity bartender. Hey, guys. What's going on? <laughs> God, I love how that sounds. I know. It's great, right? <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to talk about like, the website. Because Bar and Bowtie is not just, um, I mean, it's it's very cocktail-focused sure. and hospitality-focused. But it's it's also really more of a lifestyle blog. Like mm-hmm. You talk about... Um, you you talk about men's fashion. You talk about snowboarding and you know places to go on vacation. It's how did you start snowboarding if you grew up in Florida? Very true question. Uh, it's actually last winter, first time ever was, went snowboarding, and I uh, I just kind of fell in love with it. I've always been a big sports like uh, jock, I guess, soccer and lacrosse. Um, I played rugby all through college. You were a rugger awesome. too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, how I was 13 did, how left side. It was, it was awesome. I'm gonna awesome. have to back away now with rugby geeks. <laughs> yeah, I, go I played for five years. No, I was. Uh, I played all through college, man. It was. It was awesome. <laughs> Where'd you go to school? FAU. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. It was a club team. We were yeah, number, always number two in the state. Junior, my junior year, we were killer, dude. Um, broke my collarbone. That was fun. One yeah, year. my my shoulders are yeah um, <laughs> awful. Were you a seeker? Is that, uh, is that a thing? No. <laughs> no. I I, I Different British sport. Yeah, oh, okay. I wish that was, that was <laughs> a thing. That would have been fun. Um, but yeah, so with Bar and Bowtie, I, uh, aside from me like showing you where, who, and how to drink, I um, I just kind of want to make it more of a personal um, spot for somebody, especially men, which most of my clientele, or I guess the people who do read, keep up with it, are men, which is, which is great because mm-hmm. they should. I actually have a few men's bloggers I've been following for years now. And I took a lot of fashion sense from them. 
And so I'm only hoping that I can put my own twist on that, share that, as well as, you know, what I do on my free time. Because people like to see you're a real human being and that you actually do other things than just wake up, go to the bar, do an event, go to sleep, drink again. You know, that's it's not yeah. realistic. You don't just drink all the time? No. You're not just no. always drunk? No, my father's always telling me, watch your drinking. I know you're doing it all the time. And I'm like, no, Dad, but I am. <laughs> you know, unfortunately. Balance it. Yeah, Balance it yeah. with exercise. Um, but, I mean, I'm looking at, like, I looked at some of the articles, and there's, you know, things about, you know, turtlenecks, which, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm with those. it. I got too big of a neck. I can't deal with turtlenecks. I look like <laughs> I look like I should be collecting money for the mob if I wear a turtleneck. It's uh, crazy. I'd love it's to like see that 70s in movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look like The Rock in that old 90s photo. Hell yes, with like, yeah, like, the, the flat top <laughs> of there. Gold yeah. chain around. That's how I look if I wear a what turtleneck. A great shot. What a great That's shot. also how I looked in 10th grade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever worn a turtleneck. Yeah. Straight, straight up. Yeah. Yeah. No? Maybe my mom dressed me one when I was a child, but like <laughs> Yeah. You guys you guys are young. You missed the tur- the heyday of the turtleneck. Like turtleneck. Oh, I'm right. bringing it back, dude. Yeah, I love them. It. They're so that's good. It. I, I think they're so great. Next bar and bow tie uh, yes. blog is just gonna be yeah, NCV only turtleneck enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, there's there's fashion, um there's but there's really the it's all around Cocktails, right? Sure. It's all around Definitely. the drinking, and and you know. So I wanted to ask you what you see in. I mean, you're you're based in New York. What do you see in New York as trends, or just you know what's what's going on in the cocktail world? I definitely notice that cocktails in general, people are just more aware of, and are more willing to go out and pay for those and to yeah. have a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, they want a fresh pressed juice. You know, they want to see really fresh ingredients. They like kombucha. I just had my first kombucha cocktail. I've never had one before. I'm not wow. a fan. I don't even like kombucha. I, don't, with, but I dislike kombucha. Yeah, that's not my thing. Um, if you want to ferment something, give me a beer. I'll pass on the kombucha. No, I mean, I, and I, you know me. I'm like, well, you don't know me, but Mike knows that I am Mr. Fermentation, yeah. and I can't stand kombucha. No, exactly. Like, like, I'll make fermented hot sauce. It's like sure. fernet. Yeah. Like that. Every, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Everyone lies about liking it. <laughs> Fernet is awesome. Um, it, it's like it's a funny thing here in New York because people are very open to be paying eighteen dollars and up, sometimes thirty uh, for a cocktail. cocktail. Like the aviary, it's like yes. some of them are like fifty dollars. I think. Yeah. Uh, I just I just recently interviewed a really famous Filipino bartender. His name is Jello on Rod. Uh, he runs Osamil on Thirty First and Fifth. It's a, a hidden second floor speakeasy. He's pretty new, um, and he's his best sellers the last few months have been the two thirty dollar cocktails on the menu. Just because they're that much money and people are curious why, and they're all paying for it. Are, are they wow. thirty dollars because of like the like a super expensive tequila or something? In so there, it's uh, he uses like Henny XO, yeah, okay. and yeah. Angel's Envy, you know, whiskey. Mm-hmm. So he uses a couple different variations of that, but still thirty dollars. I wouldn't go out and pay thirty dollars because you know. Yeah, I do yeah. know. You know, yeah. I know he's a great bartender. I know those guys are awesome, but you know, no good, you, good for him. Yeah, it's, you know uh, that I have, I, I, I would pay thirty dollars for a cocktail. If it were not on the menu, like I've gone out and paid, you know, 10 to $15 for a cocktail and mm-hmm. I watched someone make that cocktail and gotcha. watch the care that they put into it. And I would say I would pay like three times as much for that. cocktail. Absolutely. I will never go to a bar and look at a cocktail menu and be like, oh, I need the one with the gold leaf and the, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, the chunk of foie gras on top of it. The, shave, the white <laughs> shaved know. truffle. Line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, and I need to pay 30 to $50 and f- for it. I mean, that's even something you guys just brought up. Like, people are making food cocktails. So somebody just, like, pureed a red pepper and did a tequila cocktail with it. Obviously, people are doing truffle, yeah. a truffle Manhattan, truffle bourbon people are doing now. Chef-driven cocktails. Yes, you know, yeah. so we're, mm-hmm. people are combining food and drinks now. And on top of that, I think 
guests, clientele, I think New Yorkers who out, go out and wine and dine are just becoming more educated on how to drink, on what they like to drink, and the way they like their drinks to be served, which I think is very important. I, yeah. I see a lot of low ABV cocktails now, too, mm-hmm. because people want to start their meal mm-hmm. with something delicious yep. and not overpowering. Right. Or So, like, the... I, that's because millennials don't know how to drink like us Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm just is. gonna take three ounces to, of vodka and throw some agree with that. Uh, olives um, in there. Look at this! I am all hard drinking. This is this is decades of hard oh, drinking yes. right here. No wrinkles, zero wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom's actually seventy. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing too, I'm noticing just because since I've been here, um, I used to work at a really cool low key bar in West Soho, and uh, it was a much younger crowd. A lot of corporate people, all under 30, 35 maybe, and I'm noticing that women are, like, crushing alcohol. And the guys that they're out with, they'll have, like, maybe one or two glasses of wine while they're on their sixth or seventh vodka soda. And it's like, yo, what's going on, guys? What are, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, I, so it's... I've seen a woman drink an entire bottle of gin. Yes. Dude. <laughs> You've been to my house, right? <laughs> you know my wife. But no, at, the, at the bar, yeah. like, like the... Cocktails are two or three ounces, and there's 27 ounces in a bottle. Yeah. So, like, nine cocktails. <laughs> so a lot of cocktails right there, for sure. Um, I mean, honestly, one of the reasons I married my wife is that she could drink scotch and bourbon like I can drink scotch and bourbon. We can drink, good. You guys drink both come home, share the same thing. Exactly. You know? exactly. We both have an appreciation for that sort of a thing. I mean, you know, I, we're not drinking nine cocktails, but we'll have one well, or two. Yeah, we'll have a few. I'm yeah, going to do a supercut of all the things that you and your wife have in common that are very on-brand to you. <laughs> <laughs> She's the bartender of the house. I Nice. Like, I'm the chef. She's the bartender. Do a little montage there, Mike. Yes. You know? <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so what's what's the future for bow and bow tie? What do you want? Bar and to bow tie. Bar, sorry. Oh, okay. Bar and that's bow tie. Right. Um, like where, where where do you see yourself? What what do you I, what ideally, do you hope to do? Mm-hmm. Peak. Like if I could do anything, I would have my own travel show. Sure. What what is it for you? Uh, I would love the opportunity to take what I do, share an expertise with this craft that is bartending not just mixology, um, as well as, like, I guess the hospitality and just the food and beverage industry. And I want people – I want to be a personality and someone who's traveling. I want people to you want, want me – yeah. yeah, I want people to take me and put me behind their bar to make a drink for them because they know I can make it better than anybody else can and because I'm the guy that you, they want to be back there. Absolutely. You know, aside from that, I want people to know that if you want a bartender for your parties, you should hire Mr. Bar Bowtie, not that Joe Schmo in the corner over there. I can do what three bartenders can do on any any night, no matter what kind of bartending or like theatrics you need me to do from behind the bar. And I did say theatrics. I can do that by myself. So I'm thinking uh, paella fest, not a foodie paella fest this summer. We might need to have uh, bar and bow tie celebrity bartender. Yeah, yeah. that sounds awesome. And also, I like. I'm sure if it is a large event, you have friends who are just as competent that Absolutely. you can. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. not. You're not hiring a kid off the street who can just make drinks with the names in them. Sure. Like, this is, this is going to sound a bit sick right now, but, you know, you and I, I maybe you have also worked in this industry. I, never. I almost don't. Yeah, even, he's never. Never. Wow, yeah. No, I've always been on the media and, like, blogging side of it, but never This is what it feels like. Yes. When you've worked, like, in this industry and you go out, it's I almost don't even feel like a guest anymore. It's the worst thing ever because I'm oh. constantly watching and judging oh and, God. like, I, in my head, I'll talk some crap. Like, what? Why? taking him so long or why why like i watch a bartender pour and i'm i know my pour counts and i'm watching this guy make this drink without a jigger what are you doing homie like yeah. what's going on bud <laughs> you know and it's it's the worst because like i really don't feel like i guess sometimes especially when i get bad service or when you're on a date 
Yes. Those are the worst because yes. you have to like be focused on the conversation, mm-hmm. but you see all this stuff going on and you're right. just, oh. oh. Yeah. That's even a management aspect too. Is it's like, it's a bit tough sometimes. But when you do, when I do get myself comfortable, what you do is you have to drink or two. Um, it's, it evens itself out. Yes. For sure. Alcohol makes things better. Yes, 100%. Yes. The, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. <laughs> Absolutely. First world problem right there. That is definitely yes. one. Yes. Uh, well, Yancy, uh, we're running out of time here. I, I could talk forever about this. I mean, we're going we're gonna to make you come back onto the podcast. Sure. Uh, at some point. Also, you're going to stick around for our next segment? Yeah. You have to. Oh, right? I'm, I'll, I'll be here. I, he, I don't know if he knows about our last segment. Our last well, segment is see. just talking about, yeah, you'll but, see. So cool. everybody stay tuned. We're talking with the Yancey Viola. He's going to stay with us for our last segment. Mr. Bar and Bowtie, again, give a plug. What's your Insta? Yes, guys. At Bar and Bowtie. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube coming up very shortly. Okay, guys? That was great. That was a good plug. He's a professional. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You're listening to the Not A Foodie Show on Radio Rampa, 620 AM, at Not A Foodie Show on Twitter and Insta. We'll be back in a minute. Are you a bar owner or thinking about becoming one? Whether you need a new cocktail list or an entire staff trade, the experts at Express and Discard can help. Email today for a free consultation. Consult at expressdiscard.com. Everyone deserves an expert in their corner. Hey everyone, it's Tom from the Not A Foodie Show. Are you a small business looking to advertise to a food and restaurant loving audience? The Not A Foodie Radio Show has advertising opportunities available that fit a range of budgets. For a free consultation or for more information, email info at notafoodie.com. That's info at notafoodie.com. you are listening to this broadcast, chances are you've toyed around with the idea of launching your own creative recording project or podcast. If so, BK Media Center is the perfect media facility for your needs. Whether you're a group of friends looking for a soundproof facility to record a podcast or a more dynamic project with live streaming up to nine cameras, the staff at BK Media Center can cater to your needs and more importantly, to your budget, also providing flexible studio schedule. Visit the website at bkmediacenter.com or call 917-300-9123 to set up a studio tour. And we're back. You're listening to the Not A Foodie Show on Radio Rampa, 620 AM. Thanks for joining us for our last segment. We got Mr. Barnbody Tie, Mr. Barnbody Tie, Mr. Barnbody, Mr. Barnbody Tie. I've done that before. <laughs> I swear, it's a tongue twister. It is. So Yancy, we like to end every show with a cocktail. Sure. Just like we like to end every day with a cocktail. What am I making for you guys? So, <laughs> so tonight, when you're home, sure. End of the day, what are you gonna have? I'm a huge, huge fan of Negronis. Usually a gin guy too myself, but um recently been doing mezcal. Yes, you know, the Oaxacan Negroni. The Oaxacan sure, Negroni. Call, is that what you call that? You yeah. guys call it Oaxacan Negroni. Okay, very cool. I'm gonna have a Oaxacan Negroni tonight. Do you have a mezcal of choice for it? Um, honestly, I like Illegal. It's Illegal, great. Yep. Um, a couple of friends had that work with them, so obviously I'm a little biased. Um, I love what they do. Um, besides the mezcal, their whole image and right. uh, yeah, all of their uh, their their stickers that are popped up popped up everywhere, or their mural in Williamsburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even see that. I should go yeah. and check that out. They've got some good stuff. 
It's uh, they're very political. I'm yes, big, they are big fans of them. <laughs> okay, wow. So we're, we're gonna do a illegal Oaxacan Negroni. Mm-hmm. Wonderful Sounds good to me. All right. What about you, Tom? Well, I just um, I just got back from Austin and I had a drink at the Driscoll Bar and Grill. That, Driscoll's great. I, I I'm gonna just try to replicate this. I'm not gonna. So there it was called the Texas Revolver, and it's TX straight bourbon, Fernet Branca. Some barrel aged uh, maple syrup and then caramelized like cocoa nibs on the rim. I'm going to mess around with that a little bit. I don't know what I'm going to call it. I might call it the drunken Vermonter because, <laughs> because someone. Um, That's just called a Vermonter. Yeah. <laughs> someone for my birthday sent me a bottle of bourbon barrel aged smoked maple syrup. Oh. So that I mean, can only be used in cocktails. You can't and, and put ice that cream. on pancakes. You put that on ice cream. Yeah, okay. You put it on ice a vanilla ice cream with some of that on top of it. But I think I'm gonna do that with the Fernet Branca and I'm gonna experiment with what kind of bourbon I want to put in there. I might even do a little bit of rye just to because rye is a little bit has a little bit more Spice. bite. Yeah. It's bourbon might be too sweet for that for me. Sure. So I'd have to agree. I'm gonna experiment and I'm gonna I think I'm gonna call it the drunken Vermonter. Nice. Also, maybe like a Isla Scotch, like a slightly peated Scotch, not yeah. like a, not like a big peated one, but something like Bowmore. It's really, a little bit on the it's hard side. for me to do that because I am a Scotch guy, like, and I'm an Isla Scotch guy, so it's really hard for me to mix Scotch. I'm not saying I like use your Ardbeg or your uh, yeah, Lagavulin, but like I know, I know what you're saying. It's just very hard for me to do that. I appreciate it, and every time I have it in a drink, it's awesome. But I, um, I'm a little bit of a Scotch purist. So, okay. so. Yes. I'm about to go on vacation. Yes. What are you drinking? I'm going to Costa Rica. I'm, I didn't be, ask that. It's going to be 70 <laughs> degrees. It's going to be beautiful. I'm going to be on the beach. I'm going to be in the rainforest. So I'm going to have a daiquiri. All right. Classic daiquiri, equal parts, lime, simple syrup, rum. I mean, no. That's not how you make a daiquiri. No, it's not. That's how you make a Negroni. Sorry. <laughs> No, that's how you make it. <laughs> hey, no, the, the equal parts is how you equal make it. No, yeah, how do you say... make a daiquiri? Oh, come on. Rum, lime, no, what are, the, what are the counts, the measurements? Oh, so it would be two ounces, sometimes two and a half, depending on how much rum you'd like in your cut, your daiquiri. <laughs> I do one ounce of lime. I do half to maybe seven, five of the simple, depending on the person. I usually like to gauge it, whoever I'm there with. Um, I guess you like that a little sweeter. I, I like, like it a little, little sweeter, sweeter, too. Yeah. So I would definitely go that route. All right. Well, I, what I was going to say is the way that you make a daiquiri is you go to your freezer, you open up the can of daiquiri mix, and you pour a whole bunch of rum in your oh, blender with the daiquiri. I thought you were actually telling me that I was wrong. I was not. I was telling you that that's how, that's how I grew up with daiquiris. <laughs> but a daiquiri is really like an unforgiving drink. Uh, you only have it, – it needs to actually be perfect because if it's a little too sweet, a little too acidic, a little too, a little too strong, tart, yeah. it, it won't taste right. Yeah, no, it's it. The daiquiri is one of those drinks where um, that's how you measure the bartender, right? Yeah, always. Oh, yeah. They can make a really good. When when yeah. I interviewed bartenders, the first question I asked them was, "What's in a daiquiri?" Mm-hmm. One guy told me tequila. No, he did not. No. He did not get the job. He yeah. said tequila. And then he told me, I told him no. He said, well, that's how I make them. And I told him, well, you make them wrong. <laughs> you make them that, wrong. That's you, called a margarita. You're making a margarita. That's a margarita. <laughs> you're making a margarita. Like, I have people ask me for a, a tequila sour. I'm like, guys, are you serious? Like, <laughs> <laughs> One margarita coming up. Yes. <laughs> I guess the uh, education isn't as educated as we thought they were. <laughs> All right. Well, this is great, Yancey. Mr. Bar and Bowtie. <laughs> one last plug because you do them so professionally. Sure, guys, it's all one word, bar and bow tie. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
Coming at you hot, guys. Thank you. All right. <laughs> this is the Not A Foodie Show that you've been listening to on Radio Rampa, 620 AM. I'm Tom. I'm Mike. And we are at Not A Foodie Show on Twitter. You almost forgot. And Instagram and everything else. And we'll be back next week. See you later. Cheers. Happy drinking.